What was there any? Was there any key questions that you had coming out of watching that? Um. Yes, like for example, why was John Krasinski trying to get a hold of that woman in the first place? Um, and how did everybody just have so much fucking money? Yeah, like tens of thousands of dollars just in cash to like throw around. Um, Let's just say the, uh, Tom Clancy and Jack Ryan, those two, like the, the properties, because Tom Clancy is like technically a property, but like it was one of those things where the government just had the cash. They always had the cash to put into operations and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So um, from memory, and I haven't seen, I haven't seen, um, the last time I saw Jack Ryan was basically on release. We watched the first episode and then we just binged it for the for two days. Um, but the the reason that um, that Jack is going after Suleiman's wife is because uh, she is essentially has like all the information on his operations because like Suleiman is this incredibly powerful terrorist, okay, uh, who has access to a biological weapon which is basically like Ebola. So you know how? Oh, um, okay, yeah. So the Abby Cornish, the scientist, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I'm blanking on her name. Um, they're studying into the effects of the Ebola, which is basically uncurable. Like it's it's an uncurable strain of Ebola, and so that sequence that you see at the start of the episode where they're burying the bodies and stuff, that's them testing. Okay, so yeah. the guy who got dug up was he dug up to like try and extract the virus from him? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it was very interesting to think. Oh, you know, taxpayers' dollars just. <laughs> Funded all that, all those yeah. like ten thousands of dollars, just to you know, like make sure that her kids were safe, so that she would give them the secrets or whatever. Yeah. Um. So that was cool, but to be honest, the plot was not that hard to follow, other yeah. than like the motivation. Like, I didn't know why they were, you know, so invested in getting this woman back. The chase was pretty basic and generic. Um. But that did not matter because the kind of generic plot was in a really unusual location. Yeah. You know, like Turkey and Syria are not shown on TV very often um, other than in news footage. Yeah. Um, it also really humanized a lot of uh, refugees and displaced people. And it was beautifully shot. Mm. Um, very... Uh, Amazon shows do a very good job, I think, in general. Yeah, the cinematography was amazing. Yeah. Um, and I really liked as well this really strange thing that I picked up on. Sometimes when they were speaking um, in, I guess, Turkish, yeah. um, there were subtitles and sometimes there weren't. Yeah. So, you're, you you would be thinking of the... Vic- so, there's the, there's a little... There's a subplot in the episode, which um, this is the one... I, I really, really love the Jack this season of Jack Ryan there is one massive detraction and it is that Victor storyline because Victor, his relation to the plot is almost non-existent. He is just a drone pilot who has a breakdown after accidentally killing someone. And so he goes and visits the father of one of the people that he's killed, um, innocent people that he's killed with a drone. And before that, uh, Victor's storyline is that he just goes and gets drunk, has this weird violent threesome ends up in Syria to give money to the dude that, to the dad of the guy that he killed. Yeah, I figured that, um, you know, that he'd 
accidentally killed someone in the line of duty and then felt bad about it um and it pretty much you're right had nothing to do with anything yeah um and i also didn't know how he had so much money just to throw at this guy i was like okay, yeah you don't know even fucking government ops mate <laughs> but um it's but it's interesting that you make the the distinction of the the lack of subtitles because that's something I, I i noticed when we watched it tonight as well compared to when we watched when i watched it last year um the fact that uh the subtitles in his sequence are not there. Yeah, but it wasn't just then. Like, that was obvious because, um, you know, he couldn't understand what the man was saying. So, as the audience, we are not supposed to understand either. Like, yeah. the communication problem is the context of the scene. Yeah. But even other ones where there was... I keep saying that guy, which is probably terrible for <laughs> listeners, but the other guy yeah. who was helping Jack and his friend. Yeah. yeah. So, he also had a few scenes where he would speak to other people in, the, yeah. in that language and there were no subtitles. But then sometimes, like, particularly if, you know, we needed to relay or translate something, but then other times there were subtitles. Yeah. Um, and so I just thought that was quite an interesting touch. Is What is it that even if, you know, they're speaking a legitimate language that someone who speaks that language watching the show would understand, what you as the viewer, the English-speaking viewer, are meant to be party to and what you're not. Yeah. Um, because I felt like not understanding what people were trying to communicate sometimes dehumanized them. Uh, whereas if you knew essentially what they were saying, yeah. it was that in into their motivation gave you some form of empathy. And yeah. so I thought that was a really interesting way to consider that because then you have to like think on a deeper level. It's like, well, you know, people different from you who I can't immediately understand I don't empathize so strongly with yeah. um, and so the show sort of makes you think in that way um, and so also you said before um, just uh, off the cuff you said you love this season does that mean there are more seasons or is it a miniseries? So there, there it was originally pitched as a miniseries. Yeah that's what I uh, thought because there is a finality to the season um, but they renewed it for two more seasons. Oh so yeah. is it eight? No. Okay, so this is this is another thing. So Amazon released the pilot for this like two years before the actual show came out. Oh, so it's Man it and the Castle. Yes, it's pretty much. It was part of the Amazon pilot program. Pretty much, they they released the pilot. And I was like, oh, that's great. And they're like, oh, cool. Well, we've ordered it. Uh, now wait two years, and yeah. then that's what it is. And I think what happened. I think what they're doing now is they're shooting season two and three back to back. Oh yeah, and then just doing like a six month release or something like that. So. But yeah, I mean, the the end of this season, there's a, there's a, there's a real finality to it. Okay. So I think it felt it feels kind of like they weren't sure if the show was coming back or if because I think at that stage, um, Amazon was still kind of going. Is it is it worth us going into further further into original programming? Um, because I'm not really sure what Amazon's got coming out other than like Lord of the Rings in the future like I don't know what other shows they've got like they've got lined up because I'm so not excited about Lord of the Rings I love Lord of the Rings I'm not excited at all for a television show for it yeah same um, but yeah I mean it's it's really interesting because um, this season of Jack Ryan is it's kind of the perfect length it's a length it's eight episodes they vary um, this episode in particular is the longest one of the season but it it I we sat down to watch it I was like, yeah, it's 56 minutes. Uh, I actually completely lost track of time. 
And I was like, holy shit, we've actually, we're so close to finishing this episode. And it felt like we'd been sitting there for 20 minutes. Yeah, definitely like, stepped by. It was very exciting and very tense and yeah. very, as I say, beautiful to look at. Um, and even though, you know, the plot was a little bit... Um, Simple. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was still very exciting to watch how it unfolded, you know, yeah. how the chase happened. Were they going to make it on time? When it they did make it on time, What? how was that going to... Um, climax. Yeah, it was very exciting. That that beach scene. I remember watching that, and like like you said, it, I think this episode does a very good job of, um, in the context of the season, does a very good job of showing that sort of the refugee, yeah, the beach, the families being displaced, people being put on like rubber duckies into the ocean with life jackets that aren't like fully on or like at all, and it's incredible to see this sort of stuff, I guess, in a dramatic sense, you know, we see it a lot. Uh, well, pro- actually, I say that we see it a lot. I don't think we see it enough in, like, our sort of mainstream media and all that sort of stuff. Like, I think, I think you get bits and pieces of it, but nothing sort of that, I guess, has it in the context here where you are emotionally invested in this because you're following Suleiman's wife and her kids escaping him um, and being pursued by, like, that psycho dude. Oh, I can't, I'm blanking on his name, but... That sort of emotional investment, I think, makes that scene itself, not just the actual standoff, but just them arriving and then seeing all the kids and all these people sleeping on the beach and putting on the boats. I don't know. It feels like it can't, It pulls me in quite a lot just because I'm so invested in these characters, but it also just shows like the kind of area and situation that they're in. And it's just kind of like... I don't know. It, it does humanize it. Like, yeah, that's exactly uh, yeah. the word. You know, I think we're aware of it in news media. Yeah. Um, sort of uh, compassionate people might, you know, talk about activism, about the the plight or the fate of refugees. Less compassionate people yeah. are likely to refer to boat people. But either way, it's a very... Um, it's very much a political issue, a political topic. And the more it becomes politicised, the less it becomes about the humans involved. Yeah. And so... To have that story placed onto, you know, it's a bit of an oxymoron, but real characters, um, even though they're fictional, and then presented to you in a way that is in a narrative form and not in a news form, almost ironically makes it more real because it's more relatable, it's more understandable, it's not about, you know, a shocking single image of like a child's floating body that is being used to bludgeon a political point it's about the reality of people's lives and you can invest in that exactly as you said so it was really oh i mean it's such a cliche and overused word to say like confronting but it was really um it was really stark to yeah have to deal with that um and and also we only follow this you know one person's story and yet it's happening to all these other families around them and they that family might in fact jeopardize the entire day the you know because of the uh events that went down in the episode and it also like from a cinematographic point of view it sort of reminded me of the beach scene at dunkirk dunkirk it, yes um, yes in atonement actually even more so than in the actual movie dunkirk, dunkirk yeah. um it really yeah sort of brought me to mind of that sweeping beach scene of impoverished people in a real disaster situation who just don't know what they're going to do to be able to survive. Um, yeah. And I thought it was, yeah, very well done and well handled. Yeah, I was going to say that, that that sequence itself, I think, 
I mean, for the most part, like the episode to me is uh, kind of stock standard. It, you know, progresses just naturally, but then it gets to the beach and then that's when things just escalate. And I think the the fact that there's just, there's there's tension when you go into it, but then it really amps up the moment that um, Suleiman's wife hits the beach and you're like, okay, like it's coming to a head here. How? Um, she gets on the boat and like floats away. Yeah. She, she's quite safe. And then the, you know, the assassin just comes after her, like drives up to the beach and it's like, oh darn, we just oh, missed we her. Missed it. God the damn end. it. And then like the Looney Tunes thing, like, you know, comes out. That's all folks. Yeah. Uh, that was obviously not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, probably. Not. Um, but I don't know. I, I kind of look at it in this sort of watching it. When, when I first watched it, I was like, I actually have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, I, well, I and that's the thing, the, you know, like the simple plot has been made very exciting and tense. Yeah, which it's because I'd argue that it's because the key players in all in the, with the guns are all not trustworthy. Like I can't, I can't yeah. trust, I can't trust the gunman holding the gun to what's his uh, to uh, the wife's head. I can't trust Jack because he's throughout the episode he's getting more and more pissed off at their guide. I can't trust Greer because he is heated at, at all times and I can't trust their guide because he is the shadiest dude on fucking earth because, you know, he runs like, like he runs like a brothel. He runs, tra- he just is trafficking. And that, I think, adds to the tension and the excitement of that because I'm sitting there going, I can't trust any of these people to just not shoot. I think that's what was so interesting about Jack in particular is that he is such an idealistic um, character. Yeah. He really has this naive sense of how the world should be um, and the guy points it out to him. He said, well, you know, maybe if I was from Cincinnati or America, I could be a good guy too. Like, yeah. And, you know, although there might not be an excuse for his actions because not everyone in his country behaves in that abhorrent way, it does allow for a little bit of perspective on the the privilege of morality yeah. um, because you can only be idealistic if you live in an idealized version of the world, I suppose. Yeah. Um, And so for Jack, his sort of naivety, especially given the depth of the work that he does and the extremity of that and the career that he has, I was kind of surprised that he was so much of a sort of one-dimensional... noble hero yeah but i think you know you said to me afterward that he starts out this series as an analyst and then just gets kind of dropped in so i'd be interested to go back and watch the show and watch that sort of progression of the how he gets as embroiled in this situation as he has been yeah it's it's interesting because i think it makes him and being around greer as well um like you said he has this sort of ideal thing in his mind that says like this is what needs to be done because this is what's right and it's just like yeah Greer and what Greer does makes him question that at every at every turn. Especially like when they're like, "Yeah, okay, we're going to agree. You give us the wife, you can take the kids." And the moment the wife's gone, Greer just pulls the trigger and kills the dude. And it's like Jack. You don't. Jack's reaction isn't so much like, "Oh my god, like what the fuck." But I imagine in that moment, Jack would be like, "Holy shit! Like we couldn't just like we couldn't just let him go. Like we couldn't like." Yeah, because yeah. he couldn't see it coming. Like, he couldn't see Greer's lie. Even I could see it. It was so yeah, obvious. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he couldn't fathom that that uh, lack of integrity 
would allow him to lie to someone and then shoot them in the back of the head, even when the stakes are that high that your own life is at risk in that yeah. moment. And I think that's that is the kind of naivety that he has. And so it would shock him that his side has had to do a dirty deed to get what they need at the end of the day. Like they've just had to murder two people by lying to them yeah. and then have to, you know, like take on the other four by saying, no, 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 it's all cool. It's all G, it's all chill. Um, and I think that was really hard for him. And it, you know, you just have to, it's hard because on the one hand, you're just like, mate, are you a fool? Like, yeah. do, like do you have any brain at all? Because this is the world that you move in. This is the work that you do. But on the other hand, how would any of us handle that kind of situation? Yeah, like, yeah. I think I would be very shocked at, Greer's conduct in the moment because it isn't trustworthy it isn't the morally right thing to do even if it gets you the morally right outcome yeah that you're looking for um as a sidebar i've just been wanting to say this the entire time mm-hmm. so it's so good <laughs> when you told me that was his name i was so happy Oh shit! I I knew I knew I knew we we're waiting for that. It's so good. Fourteenth <laughs> century Sultan resurrected. Yeah, and, well, you know, <laughs> he's a sheikh. It's kind of he the is. same. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, pretty much is on that level, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I never got this far through magnificent century, but I'm pretty sure Suleiman has some like psycho sons too. So it's just the same. Yeah, honestly, his son's an idiot. Like his son is like a plot device. Is he like retarded? Like uh, no, 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 no. He's just young and naive. Oh, okay. And not really like fully understanding of uh, what's what's going on. Probably shouldn't <laughs> use that word. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like mentally disabled. But um, yeah. And when he was playing with the football, which is the only time we see him in the entire episode, yeah. I was like, "Are you like okay?" <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, maybe. I don't remember if there was any sort of like, no, there's not. The kid's just stupid. Like the kids are just a plot device. Like all three of up. them. Mm, yeah. The other two, the yeah. daughters, I was like, bitch, like for the mum, I was like, cut your losses, get on that board, just yeah, leave them. Doesn't like, matter. They're annoying. It's fine. Yeah, and like you can have more kids with like a new American husband. <laughs> like they are literally Sheikh Suleiman's offspring. Like you don't want them in your life. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. They're like the genes of this terrorist who's obviously made your life enough of a misery that you've had to escape him. So just leave them with him. It's all G. Yeah. Before before we wrap up, I actually just have one thing that I was curious about. When you mentioned Griot, um and how you knew that he's lie like he was lying. I find that really interesting. Like, did you find that he like Greer's character to you in this episode was fully fleshed out? Like did you Honestly, more so than Jack, to be honest. Jack, to me, seems very, like, one-dimensional as a character. Maybe if I saw more episodes, you know, I would see his character development. But his, as I say, that whole noble hero thing is just a bit passe. Whereas Greer's sort of jaded experience, which has led him to actually be in a stronger position to make snap decisions and to be a little bit more secure with the need to make snap decisions. Those decisions, Um, I think, was a little bit more grounded in the possibility of reality because he's bitter, but he's still working for the right, like for the side of rightness. Um, So, yeah, I did think he was a well-developed character. Probably, actually, 
Probably more so than any of them. I mean, the Sheikh is a bit of a stereotype. Yeah. Everybody else, like the guy who went to you know buy the eggs for fifty thousand dollars because he killed that guy's son, was just nothing. Boring. Um, the scientist was a scientist. Like she was Boring. just a minor character, and even the mom was a bit of a sort of you know cliche perfect motherhood sacrifice woman. Yeah. Like it was all a bit blah blah. Sort of except Greer. Um. And don't get me wrong, like those one-dimensional character archetypes were very well performed by all of the individual actors, enough to keep me excited and engaged. The only other one I thought was a really well fleshed-out character was the was the guide. He was yeah. really, yeah, like a very believable person. Yeah, um, who brought some real like light and shade and perspective to the episode, um, unlike the kind of idealistic but boring Jack. Whereas he was a much more interesting character. Yeah, and I've, I'm, I'm kind of it's kind of refreshing seeing him be so untrustworthy and be so just like morally not great yeah but by the end of the episode he's just like cool like carry on like he didn't like, like there's no betrayal there's no anything he's just like i'm literally here to guide you that's it like it's not like oh haha like i finally got you to the beach i'm gonna like turn on you which i expected yeah yeah i really thought he was going i to. thought that that's that that's i think those that sequence with him in the car and all that sort of stuff and then him shooting the guards at the at the gate i'm like mm, this guy is this guy's sus yeah he's then, like woody harrelson in solo yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah and something about solo. that's bad um but i look at that and i go I really like that. That's really refreshing because to me, that's almost a twist in itself that he didn't do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just, you're so right. It's so obvious that he's going to betray them. Yeah. And then he doesn't. <laughs> and then he doesn't. He's just like, hey, pay me and uh, all the best. Oh, but also 35 grand. Yeah. And like 35 grand like... To drive. And after the exchange rate, it's like millions. Yeah, that dude is... He's... Happy as a pig in my Yeah, set for life. Yeah, except... Well, actually, I was going to say, except he's killed people, but I don't think he cares. No, I don't No, he, he did does. shoot two guys. Yeah. And we never really got an explanation as to what happened. Like, he said... I, I don't believe that. I don't believe his explanation that they're like, oh, they were asking too much and then they pulled the guns. Like, mm, Yeah, it was no. full wise. Yeah, I was just like, you just killed them because you wanted the key. And they were like, we're not giving you the key. I sort of wish that we knew that, like that we'd seen it as the audience and then were aware that he lied. Um, and then seeing how that plays out when Greer and Jack rock up and go, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That would be really interesting, actually. That's a really cool twist on that scene, actually, now that I think about it. But cause... then I guess, like, you know, the whole point is that you don't know any more than they know, which makes you more suspicious. I guess it kind of keeps you, like, as the viewer, aligned with Jack and Greer's perspective. Yeah, and also I think it helps with the payoff at the end when he's like, all the best. Good luck. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, like yeah. good luck in the coming business year. So, I don't know. I kind of I I dug that a lot. It's that's the best episode of the season by far. Like, there's oh. some really really good episodes, but th- this one just in terms of just like tension and uh, honestly just tension really and just like basic storytelling but the storytelling is just done very well. Yeah, and that's what I'm excited about. As I say, there are things about it that are you know, the same story differently done, like the location, for example. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty well scripted. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely, would definitely 100% recommend and watch from the beginning. And yeah. I know it's available on Amazon Prime, so. Yeah. We're going to have to do, uh, later later this year, we're going to have to do a catch-up 
on it like we did with Manila High Castle 100%. Last year. Yeah. I genuinely will like commit to watching this. Especially because yeah. it's only eight episodes. It'll be easy. I was going to say, it might be worth doing when they release season two because season two is coming out this year. It might be worth just doing season one, watching season two and just recapping that yeah, yeah, episode yeah. here at some point. Because that might be better because that way you've watched that and then we'll probably have season two fresh Yeah, as well. That'd be cool. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. That'd be cool. But yeah, recommend. Uh, absolutely 100% hell yeah alright that'll do us for this week as always you can get us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify give us some ratings we're back for 2019 we took I don't even know how long we've been away for uh, <laughs> like a while months, I mean months. I've listened to like every episode that we've done like at least three or four times that's how long it's been <laughs> yeah actually yeah it's been a while November I think it was last yeah I think it was November I don't know what the last show was it was Man of the High Castle oh just the catch up yeah, I think yeah that was. was like yeah. seven years ago yeah that was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still haven't finished season three. Yeah, it's sorry. Don't, don't even talk to me. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can get us on all the podcast stuff. Give us some ratings and stuff. We appreciate it. But yeah, we'll be back next week with John's show. He hasn't actually told me what it is. Yeah, I, I still haven't decided. How exciting. <laughs> you'll know next time you listen you what will. it was. <laughs> all right. See you later, guys. Bye.